0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Value Guys Stock Talk Show with the Value Guys. I'm Val Hughes. And I'm Momentum. And we are 31.3-year Wall Street veterans who have had to take on secret identities and go underground in order to provide our candid views on a handful of stocks that we screen for each week here in the shop. You've seen our faces on TV, you've seen us quoted in the news, but our bosses would never allow our unfiltered views on the air, so we've disguised our voices, and they'll never know. This week is April 6, 2012, and this week we've done a uh, small-cap value screen um, that we use here in the shop, and it's a little different this week. It's a an return on assets screen, uh, sorted on evaluation, a couple evaluation metrics, uh, and we've picked out four pretty good ideas this week. Um, but before we get to that, a couple of important caveats. First, this shows for entertainment purposes only. That's not a guarantee. Secondly, uh, this is a hobby for Mo and I after work, so usually during the week we do a lot of careful fundamental analysis and double check our work. Uh, here we've done none of that. We're just kind of chatting after work. Third, our lawyers say to remind you that this is uh, uh, not necessarily uh, a view that will help your personal uh, net worth. So make sure you do your own work. We might be thinking the opposite of what's right for you. And fourth, uh, we've been drinking. So, you know. And we're just starting. Just getting going. (laughs) It's early in the day. So see all our caveats, photographs, biographies, links to past shows at www.thevalueguys.com. So uh, so let's see. Uh, in the last month or so, we've been doing some screens that we use here in the shop. You can see all this uh, in our uh, iTunes index or on the site, uh, thevalueguys.com. Um, but we did, I think, a PE screen, low PE, low price to book, low enterprise value to sales. Uh, this week, Mo, we're going to mix it up a little bit. Right. We're right. doing, and this is in Yahoo Finance. It's free. <clears throat> we did a screen. Just on return on assets. And debt to capital. And then uh a filter on debt to capital. And the idea was I was looking for about fifty stocks that you and I could sort of page through here over drinks. You know, it's a hobby, what can I tell you? That gives
1: us about uh seven points about seven point four seconds per name. Per name. Yeah. Which is about right.
0: What does your wife we, uh, uh, think uh, you're doing right now? Does she know where you're at? Yeah. So we're yeah, uh, she, she does. Knows, yeah. Okay. I think I told my wife I had some I'm work, on a business trip. work to do in the office. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, we're just sneaking this in. It's, uh, it's a holiday weekend. It feels like an addiction. Does it? Yeah. To who? To, to, yours, to ourselves? Yeah. Uh, well, it's just a way to, you know, I'm doing this anyway, Mo. you know that. Right. Right. So, uh, so, we've got a value screen and uh, we're going to talk about it. I don't know, did I interrupt you? I'm, I've lost my train of thought now. No, no. Should we start? I don't know. We uh, we've got a, a, a new segment on the show called "paging through uh, national economic trends." Although this week we decided to take a look at paging through national monetary trends because that's where the really scary information is. So, yeah, I mean, we could just get right in it. You know, Mo, you had a you had kind of an interesting uh, idea this week. This we came a, out of the screen.
1: Yeah, we had a couple. You know, I was, here's a something that. Um, we're looking at, my, our, on our side, you know, we're always looking for interesting deals. What if uh, Portugal, Greece, Spain, and Ireland abandon the euro? Yeah. Devalue their currencies. <clears throat> okay. Become huge vacation destinations. Yeah. Real estate.
0: Well, with global warming, it's a no-brainer, right? Yeah.
1: So, uh, well, yeah, we're looking at uh, real estate in Greece. Your firm. We're actually yeah. thinking about buying Greece. Uh, Are you um, syndicating that? I don't know. We we may just buy it ourselves. Uh But, uh, yeah, that's the idea. It becomes a big vacation destination. It's not something our listeners can use because
0: we're a financial powerhouse. Right. Any theme parks planned or anything? The whole whole country. The whole country. Ireland land. That's a double use of land, isn't it? Ireland. Land. land. Interesting. Yeah. So that's well, what you guys sound real busy over there. Yeah. Yeah. So here's here's an now angle. that you're a, now that you're a national bank, I guess things are getting a little a little easier over there. Yeah. It's a lot easier. <laughs> it's Work a good look, business plan. We
1: borrow money at zero yeah. percent interest, and then we invest it in things that go up twenty
0: percent. You were talking about. And we
1: leverage ourselves ninety to one.
0: You are supposed to bring Mo. Last week, you were talking about that screen that of just stocks that go up. Yeah, I think well, you were it, supposed to bring it, that in.
1: Yeah, but it's a proprietary it? you thing. You can't get out of. They
0: don't let you take that out of there. They do, they? do not. They got guards and all that. Wouldn't no. you? It's a, yeah. No, I would. I, I'd have. Uh, I'd have you know clothes and it is, on too. It's what
1: differentiates us. Well, we another. don't do
0: any of that. Uh, we just uh, you know a couple guys in a little shop here. But we this just do, try to make our way. This is some interesting stuff we got today well we actually use these screens in the shop. So here's the point to make. If you're a value guy, you don't just have to screen on valuation metrics, although that were that was the last uh, couple screens we did. Those were the last couple screens?
1: We did. We in also an English d-
0: lesson. Anyway, this week it's not a value screen per se. It's a screen for good companies, companies right. with good returns, but then you can rank that on valuation. It's just another way to get at it. So uh uh, I thought you and had we a couple. Did, yeah, uh, we did.
1: We came up with so we ranked these today, not totally alphabetically. We ranked them by height.
0: We did height of the uh, CEO.
1: Yeah. So we're starting. All right. Well,
0: go ahead. This is your idea this week. First, mo. At ad,
1: Advance America. So these guys are cash advance centers. Yeah. Did you know that that was a, that that's legal? At one time, I'm sure it, it it you know wasn't, but now it is. Wow. Nice. So yeah. you can you can lend. Unsecure to people, lend money to them. They have to pay you back on their next payday. Which well, says, it's secured by the paycheck, right? Presumably, if you believe they have a,
0: you know, a job.
1: You know what this? It works out to about hundred and eighty-one percent
0: compounded rate of return on that money. Well, here's the thing about that, because the regulators get on this and the interest rates. Part of their fee is a fee. Right. So it's fixed costs. A person taking your check, looking at it—that you know—that may take twenty minutes. That person makes twenty dollars an hour, so that's six dollars just of cost. Right. But when you're a government official and you turn that six dollars into an interest rate, and the paycheck is a hundred dollars, yeah, yeah, I they mean they should look into got, yeah. look at in ATM fees. My God, every time you take something out. A, time you take a couple hundred dollars out they
1: charge you four bucks well here's a way to play that but these guys have got a 20 almost a 26 percent return on equity not bad and you know here's another thing they have um for four years in a row been paying down their debt you mentioned that before when we well, were Well, that's an about impressive
0: them. feature here i yeah. mean
1: they had uh, they had 200 million dollars worth of debt they're now down to 100 million and that's over four years yeah. So that and that's probably going to continue to
0: fuel that ROE. Well, they're generating a ton of operating cash. You know, I hadn't looked at this in a while and it popped up on the screen. You know, a lot of times value guys are looking at the dregs, stuff that's looking terrible. And so you don't often see good companies that have been, comp- you know, good last year where you do a ROA screen and these guys are doing well right now. But here's right. the question, why then? And this is, you reverse it around. When you look at a cheap stock, what's good about it? When you look at a good company, why is it cheap? That's what you got to. Well, there's, only, there's is, only
1: two people that follow the company. So there's, that's not a complete
0: explanation. It's five but times EBITDA. So yeah, here it is. It's yeah. a good return. Yeah. Okay. We screened on that. Five times EBITDA.
1: There, there's a. Do, do you know they also have about a
0: 2.5% yield? So there is even a little yield. A yield there. Yeah, well, they're, they're, they're throwing off a ton of cash. And well, so. it's interesting.
1: The sales have been have been, um, you know, inching up. I wouldn't say they're gangbusters, but I would want to see the receivables. Or just, you know, in, a, in, a, in an economy, I'd just like to see if they're managing their receivables is probably a big part of this. Although, if you're right, if it is secured by your paycheck, then you don't have that issue.
0: Well, you might. I mean, I guess people get fired and all that. Yeah. And then you see the stock here. So here it's at 1046. Yeah. We're recommending it. Even you, Mo recommending this, it's a, it's a value. But look, the chart, this thing was at 60, no, a buck? Yeah. In, uh, again, in 2008, anything with a lot of leverage was uh, beat up. And if you look at the leverage here, that's what's really changed in this company, right? I mean, 200 in 08, they were 100% debt to equity. Yeah. Now they're, uh, they're 40, so yeah. that's a nice thing.
1: Yeah, so it's uh, you know it's a it's a small cap, 650 million. It's got a little yield. Doesn't look like it's over-discovered. Decent business model. Um, I think even if the economy recovers, this is a sort of a, a niche group that uh, uses these kind of services when you're uh, when you're when the economy's good and when the economy's bad. So yeah, it's an interesting name.
0: Uh, I agree with you. All right, I mean well, a lot of a lot of uh, there's, a, there's a big cash-only economy in America. And these guys are going to get in on that. They're kind of the bank for someone who doesn't have a bank. Yeah. So what would you come up with? Well, okay, that was a good one. I've got something here. Again, this screen, when you run these screens, I mean, the idea is you get an inbox and you go through them. So um, Mo and I went through about 50 names today. And, again, you know, my kids want to play basketball, but I'm doing this. Why? Dedication. Right. That dedication, that's what it takes. Um, You don't like Basketball. Also that, and it's you know it's it's a little chilly out. You know we got used to that warm weather. What happened anyway? Um, Adtran ticker ADTN. Um, this came up through this screen. It was a screen 15% return on assets or great or uh, or greater, and uh, and so 15 would be the minimum, and then a screen a debt to debt to equity of 1.5 or less and then under $2 billion, which is always a small-cap value threshold. And so you get a different set of names than you might when you do just a pure valuation screen. Um, ADTRAN, uh, return on assets, let's see here. Uh, you know, it's been trending in the upper teens last year, 18. Forecast this year at 13. Return on equity is a little higher in the 20s. Their debt-to-cap you know, in the upper single digits. So all that, you know, those sort of, is the oil right? Does the steering wheel work? Yeah. Gross margins, upper 50s. Now, that's going to catch my attention, ladies and gentlemen. Who earns that kind of margin? And what I like to do when someone earns a 60% gross margin, uh, I like to do the the, the inverse. So if 60% is what I get to keep, and I charge 100, I like to do the math, 100 divided by 60%. So what's that? I don't have a calculator, but it's like, it's like an 80% markup on your cost. Why would anyone pay that? It must be because they're doing something that you don't know how to do. And when you, when you start to have, you know, $700 million worth of sales in something other people don't know how to do, I think that's a pretty interesting Business. They well,
1: well, can I interrupt you for please. a second?
0: Please. You know what these guys do
1: when you think about it is they're a basic telecom company, right? They, they they create networks for people, and so the good thing about them is they're not tied to any technology, right? Or any product. Yep. They have two divisions. One, they work for the phone company, doing the networks for the phone companies, and then they'll do then they'll do companies, like they might do the whole the campus at the Apple. When you've got those customers,
0: they're sticky. Yeah, why would they turn that off if it works? They won't. Uh,
1: and plus, even if it doesn't work that well, it's so tumultuous to you know rip out a whole data yeah. networking system. So they've got sticky customers. Yeah. They obviously have got a proprietary edge on the competition, and I think that explains why the margins are so high.
0: I completely agree with that. I think that when you have exit barriers um, for the user, that's... A nice. good time. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, you yeah. sort of have a monopoly. They bring uh, a 25% to the EBITDA margin, 23%, 27 last year, percent EBIT margin. And, again, you want to look at something of all costs, the markup. So, again, if I have a 22% EBIT margin, that's before interest and in taxes. But <clears throat> just on a pure business earnings That's a markup, so I've got a 70, so it's 100 in sales, 78% in total cost, just to round it. So what's 100 over 78? You know, again, I don't have a calculator here. That's about 25% or something like that. Markup on total cost. Why do people pay that? Because they can't do it themselves. You've got something proprietary when you're seeing margins that high. Um, So, But then when you do a screen like this, the question is why is it cheap? Because we already know it's got a good return. We've screened on that. And in this case, here's the answer, Mo. They keep missing estimates.
1: Ah. So,
0: you know, they had a period six months ago. uh, And I'm just, this is, uh, actually, I'm looking at fact-set data here that track earnings estimates. Um, But, you know, I think Yahoo Finance does the same thing. There's a couple other sites. It's not, you can find a lot of this out there. But... This particular company, about six months ago, all the analysts dropped their estimates a lot, which just means they missed a number. They disappointed. They thought they could earn one margin or get one sales level, and they didn't. And so the street is wary. So they've been missing a lot of numbers, and I think that probably explains the discount. But uh, I'm willing to take that risk, I think, because otherwise it looks pretty good. So whatever. Um, Okay, next up. You've got one that looks pretty good over here. I'm a customer, actually. Skull candy. Customer.
1: This yeah. is not, uh, you know, this isn't something that's um, being marketed to like cannibals. It's not yeah. a food. It's not a food stuff. No. It's no, actually, it isn't. No, it's actually.
0: But everyone knows what it is that's listening probably. Our yeah. parents don't. You're right. You know.
1: You're right. Skull,
0: Skull candy. candy. Anyway,
1: earbuds. earbuds. And not cheap yeah. ones either. They're like 30, 30 buck earbuds. Um, ticker symbol is... S-K-U-L. Um, yeah, they, they you know, interestingly enough, they've been around since 2003. That's when they were formed. So they, it took them four years before they came public. They did their IPO, and then they, they, they did their IPO. They were positive net income. Look at this, These guys yeah. actually produced for this tiny of a company. You know, they got 500 million market cap, and they're, they've are yeah. they actually got a pretty nice net. Well, they income. had
0: a, nearly a 20% net margin in their first year of being public. It's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of CapEx to maintain this thing and to continue to grow it. Now, I'm thinking I own an iPod, an iTouch, an iPad, and an iPhone. And I use the audio on. I've used the earbuds on every one of these pieces. Yeah. So you have a proliferation of. Gadgets, you're going to want to yeah. listen to. These are headphones that you wear out, you lose. So you're in a, you're in a, a business that's not going to go away anytime soon. Well, my so,
0: experience with these things, normally I'd say, well, look, you know, we just did it. We, I looked online, okay. Obviously, there's thousands of these things, but people can only name a few brands, and this is one of the ones. People name, and so they're doing something right in the sort of advertising promotion area, and also I think they're doing something right in the quality area because they're getting some press but um my own experience was when we first were getting buds, I went out and you know I have some nice speakers, right? Mm-hmm. you have speakers yep. I said, yep. you know I'm going to go out and uh and I bought some uh some sure buds the hundred early on these were six hundred dollars, six hundred dollars. And I said, I'm only going to buy these ones. I have speakers I've had for 20 years. I'm going to buy these earbuds. They're going to be the freaking best, and that'll take care of that, right? Guess what? Two weeks later, what? Lost, right? So then Ooh. I'm like, woo, wow, ouch, that was. I can't be doing that every other day. So I said, you know, I'm going to. I'm not going to get those Shure's. Those are ex- too expensive. I'm going to buy these clips, or clips. How do you say? It? Yeah, clips. Clips. And those are awfully darn good, too, and those were two hundred dollars these They're not quite as good as the shores, but you know I'm not going to spend that kind of money
1: and for any listeners that have even the vaguest doubt that uh that Val is part of the upper half of the one percent just needs to listen to what his annual earbud allocation well, is these are
0: one time these aren't this isn't consumption i'm actually I'm pretty good on consumption. This, these were—I thought these were actually asset acquisitions that I'd ah. have for 20 years, like my speakers or my phone. I, I you know, I, I barely ever get a new phone. So I bought the clips, $200. I was really enjoying the heck out of them, and then what? Three days later, what? I lost them again on a freaking plane. Okay, so I'm at the plane. I'm at the store. I'm like, I need some buds. What's dangling all in front of me, all over? I can't even see the guy.
1: Skull candy. Skull candy. Yeah. Great color. What color did you get?
0: I ended up getting like a lime green. I didn't want them, but that's what they had. I was a little, you know, I mean, you see a guy like me walking with, you know, lime green earbuds. You look like Kermit the Frog. But what have you. You know, you see people wearing all kinds of crazy stuff on their heads nowadays. But um, the thing I note about this company is that they are ubiquitous now in terms of where you can buy these earbuds, and you're losing them all the time, and they've got them priced at a point where they really are like candy. You get them, you use it up.
1: How did they sound? And
0: then they're fine. I can't tell the difference, frankly, between the, these earbuds and the uh, those Clips earbuds that were, you know, really ten times the price. So wow. I'm, I'm impressed with them as a customer. But I hadn't looked at the stock before, Mo, until well, you brought it up here.
1: That's uh that's my thinking. There, I do like them paying down debt. The um, stocks had a couple of ups and downs recently, but this is not a brand new company. You might think they just burst on the scene, but they're, uh, you know, they're a seasoned company, real business. Um, we like the valuation. That's that.
0: I'd also add a couple things, which is in a in a market where you might think there's a lot of uh, commodities, and there are. There's 50 of these brands. If you go type in earbud into Google, you know. Um, So why these? Well, the reason I think they really might be on to something is, first, it's ubiquitous in terms of placement. So that's not easy to do, and they've done it, and they're not going to get displaced anytime soon because they're kind of on it, like a Skechers or something in shoes or a coach or somebody that just keeps refreshing. They're putting up 20% EBITDA margins in a commodity business from a functional point of view how are they earning that? It's because people want that. Uh, they want the brand. They're, they're quite likely managing the turnover for all these little retailers, and the little retailers like it because they're getting extra money from it. They're putting up a 11% net margin in the commodity business. I mean, so I'm just inferring, and again, my own experience, that they're doing a lot of stuff right on that whole vendor turnover distribution market and on the promotion market. And you're paying ten times EBITDA, so uh, and and you still have you know uh, penetration rates rising for earbuds per person, mobile music per person, all that, all that's going the right way too. So I, uh, I thought I wouldn't like this mo, but I ended up. uh, Well, you know, there's
1: there's there's one other thing which I which I look at sometimes. You notice that there are eight analysts that are following the company.
0: Yeah.
1: It's only a five hundred million. Market cap company, so that's crazy. You, you only have that for two reasons. One, the company's about to do an IPO, and only analysts are picking up coverage of the company because the, the, uh, the bankers need coverage in order to pitch. They're competing
0: the, for the next the deal, deal or whatever. Or, or, it's,
1: or, it's a great story. Every analyst right. that follows big, boring, large caps loves a little skull candy in his back pocket that he can pull out at the end of a client meeting and yeah. say, hey, you know, and here's hey. a little one.
0: Here's something your daughter and you can talk about. this here's a fun one yeah. so
1: you know that's a possibility that may that may confirm our belief that it's a good story that you know it's now become the you know the pocket candy skull candy
0: Well, and it's profitable and it's not too expensive yeah. I like that okay yeah. uh, one last one here, ladies and gentlemen. again, this all comes off this uh, ROA return on asset screen that we did in Yahoo Finance for free so check that out. It's in their investing area. It's a, you got to drill in there, but investing stocks, stock screener. I think you click that, and you're in. Um, here's one called High Tech PharmaCal, I think PharmaCal. PharmaCal. H I T K is the ticker, uh, and this is headquartered up in uh, Amityville, New York.
1: Made famous by the movie. Yeah. Horror in yeah. Uh, this was not the horror of amnesia. No, I don't think it was. This was the cure.
0: Ah, uh, this was the cure. It, oh, it was so a cure, You're the right? Pharmaceutical, yes. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. The pharmaceutical. Yeah. What these guys do is, they're a pharmaceutical company. They develop, manufacture, and market generic prescription and over-the-counter products. I'm just reading out of the. But generic
1: count. drugs, it's like tell me that that's yeah. not a growing business in the aging population.
0: Well, it's uh, certainly uh, you know actually the share there is is. Smoothing out. Generics now have well over half of uh, any category where they can have. And all the big drugs, you know, particularly things like Lipitor, are about to go. So you're right. I mean, the bulk of drugs. Everybody was worried about the cost of pharmaceuticals, but increasingly, the stuff people use every day is off patent and pretty cheap. And the scientists aren't actually inventing that much new stuff. We're about to have a whole shift in research from, you know, trial and error to. you know, human genome-directed uh, pharma research. So people alive now, it's going to be pretty fun to watch. Um, if you're dead, you won't benefit from that.
1: We'll be watching yeah. anyway. Yeah, though. we
0: will. We'll be watching. So, um, but, uh know, generics are, uh, you know, clearly the drug of choice. And these guys' claims here do, they specialize, Mo, in difficult-to-manufacture liquid and semi-solid dosage forms and then in addition, as if that's not enough, they offer a wide range of sterile opth- thom- ophthalmic, Op- ophthalmic okay, yeah. and inhalation products. So that's in, wow. your, in your eyes and in your throat. Yeah, you're, you're, and so that sounds good. How's their growth? Their growth rate um, eh. has been uh, sort of – Flowing. Well, no, it's good. Look, 20, 20% kind of numbers for a long time. Sales. Uh, sales. Right. EBITDA, even higher than that in the 30% range. They're doing $230 million in sales. This year they did uh, $100 million six years ago. They're on a nice clip. They grow every year. They've got EBIT margins in the high 20s, low 30s, EBITDA margins in the 30s. I mean, what's not to like? Return on assets, we already know it's good because we screened on that. They've got a consistent five years over 15%. They don't use any leverage or very little, so their ROE is uh, only a couple points higher than ROA. But, you know, they could easily double that if they wanted to because they have no debt. So they could take on debt uh, if they cared to. The valuation here is suspicious, ladies and gentlemen, to me. It's four times EBITDA. It's nine times earnings. Now, why would a company like this sell so cheap I don't know. It could be that something that's important to their margin that is not a generic drug but rather is a proprietary drug is about to go off patent, and their margin on that particular drug is about to go from 70% to 15%.
1: And you've already seen a little bit of a drop in the uh, the EBITDA margin yeah. from 34 to 31. And then
0: last year the sales growth also slowed incrementally. So growth rate is one thing.
1: But, you know, it's interesting because you were mentioning, I'm looking down at these statistics, too, and if you look at the, the, the actual sales they have on this part of the sheet, they've gone from 50% growth, which was a huge year in 2009, but then a 16% growth rate, a 19% growth rate, both good years in 2010 and eleven, But then for 2012, 3.7%. Yeah, right. So, what you know, you're seeing a slowdown, you're seeing some contraction in margins. At least you'd want to kick the tires a bit and know yeah. what you're before you jump in the deep end.
0: Well, what that smells like to me is a particular very high-margin product. That's going away. That's going away, and yeah. it started going away last year, and it's going to continue going away.
1: I wonder if there's a generic drug to cure that,
0: bring it uh, back somehow. Well, yeah, you do some. We, you know, the, the drug you can take in our business to cure that, we do take. <laughs> that's true. Every week here on the show. So, um, you know, I, I will say that the uh, to the extent that things are drifting south, they are not surprising anybody. So when you look at analyst estimates, and they've got five analysts covering this. Man. I'm reading that. So there's enough to, you know, be aware. And the estimates are not coming down, which means that management is uh, properly, you know, explaining this uh, slowdown. slowdown. Yep. And so the, uh, the valuation, in my opinion, already reflects the view that they're going to lose this product, it's going to go off patent. And again, I don't. We're just surmising here, but this is certainly worth a look because uh, the market is growing. From a sheer, um, you know, is is pharmaceutical uh, gaining share in GDP? Yes, it is. So you're, you've got that wind at your back. You, even if they uh, revert their margins out a little bit here, when you're in the 30s on EBITDA margin, you have a lot of room. And when you're at a four times EBITDA multiple. You have a lot of room. In other words, their sales could fall in ha- their earnings could fall in half. It would be at eight times EBITDA, roughly, and they might be growing at fifteen percent at, from that point, just on the basics of uh, unit growth times, uh, you know, times price, and and it would still be a good deal. So I, I think this is worth a little bit of uh, of, of digging in here, ma'am. And you know
1: that if you look down here on that, one of the things that's interesting that uh, FactSet provides is the top holders. And their second biggest holder is James Golden of the Rainbow Fund. Now, if you were a guy named Golden, would you start something called the Rainbow
0: Fund? Is gold in the rainbow? I don't think it is in the rainbow. So but you the have pot gold of gold is at the end, end of,
1: the of the rainbow, there you go, that, that might sense. be
0: it, yeah, I don't know mr gold I either. wonder
1: if that i wonder is he the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow fund
0: i I don't know, but he uh let's but he obviously right likes high story. tech yeah, and then Royce is a big holder here, yeah, as well, so I check that out, smart money uh, high tech pharmacol ticker h i t k okay now uh what we are forgot. we, doing we now, forgot though? to do the Paging through. Yeah, we're going to do paging through. So hold on. I'm going to go off to the copy machine. Just going to pause the show here. Hold on, everybody. Okay, everybody, we're back. Um, this is that exciting part of the show I like to call paging through national economic trends. Except this week, we're going to do paging through national monetary trends. Now, this is a document from the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis, if you type Federal, you know, National Federal Reserve of St. Louis, what did I say? The uh, If you type Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis into Google, monetary trends, this is going to pop out. And it's got a lot of information in here that frankly, I don't completely understand. I'll I'm just going to be upfront with it. I'll tell
1: you what, I just looked at the, the- the the uh, opening remarks here, and it's yeah. a good thing that these are pictures we're looking at because yeah. this Fed funds rate target inflation formula. Why don't you read that? Yeah. It has fourteen <laughs> fourteen separate components. There's pi, f to the, the f to the t equals two point five times pi to the sub t minus one plus pi to the sub t minus one minus pi asterisk divided by two plus. There's a there's that goes a, on pi, and on. there's more pi in there than we have at Thanksgiving time. That's a calculation. <laughs>
0: That's a, a pie shop. Problem. It's a pie
1: shop. <laughs> anyway, so it's a good thing we're looking at all pictures right. and not well, the... Well, this is the... why
0: I don't often go into this. I mean, who knows? Anyway, um, so my method, which is not all that sophisticated, really. You do every other but one. But is to go through and look for pictures that seem disturbing. Disturbing? Yeah, disturbing. You, can I show you a disturbing picture? Yeah, that's what we do on this part of the show. This is page 11. All right. You turn over to that. Page 11. Paging through. National monetary trends. I like saying that.
1: I don't know why. So uh, here's a
0: three-dimensional chart. Three-dimensional chart. You can't get any more dimensional than that. Up and
1: down is percent across is time and depth is so... But the thing is, you know, if you stare at this long enough, you don't know if that line... Is coming out at you, or whether it's going into really? the look at it. I see a picture of George Washington when I no, look at no, it's that. actually a woman taking a shower. <laughs> oh, is it? But when you when it's a three dimensional, you're you just wait a minute. Just,
0: it might be Alexander Hamilton. It
1: could be the corner of a room with cracks on the wall. It
0: could be. Um, what is this trying to say, Mo? This uh, is
1: too much, is what is it's trying list. to say, because my in, brain can't take it all in. Inflation
0: indexed treasury yield spreads. Okay. Well, it's, it's great that it's three dimensions, but I can't really. Yeah, but they, it, they you, need, you really need to look need at this with your,
1: with your Game Boy because yeah. then you
0: can really see where yeah, everything is. All right. Well, Fly that's around. a nice <laughs> chart, Mo. I'm glad you mentioned that. Here, I have one also. <laughs> <laughs> this is on page five, so we'll have to step back a little bit. Um, and it's called, and it's right at the top, Adjusted Monetary Base, Percent Change from a Year Ago. And I remember this scared the crap out of me a couple of years ago. It's nice to revisit. So I've got uh, 30 years of data here, and that line is mostly zero uh, going back for a lot of years. And then in the third quarter of 08, it goes from zero to 120, just like you're hitting the gas on that. It stays at 120 for about two years, comes back, touches zero, and is now sitting around 20 the adjusted monetary base. So and What does that mean? Well, I think what happened is the adjusted monetary base went up and then went went up down. a lot. Well, and no, it, it didn't go down. It went up, and then the percent change went down towards zero, but it never went negative. So right. it doubled in size, and now, I mean, this is basically, I think, the Fed trying to get the economy going by just pushing money out there to think, hope people will spend it. But instead what they do is they, they don't spend it, They put it in the bank or something or Or bury it. Or create another bubble. Because GDP is flattish while the monetary base is doubling. That means velocity or the amount of time that the monetary base turns over each year is going in half. Yeah, so it's, you know, that whole pushing on a string thing a little bit is what's happening there. The other thing I wanted to note, uh, page 5, again, they have something here called small denomination time deposits and this number back in '09 went negative to nearly negative 20% and i think what that is is bank CDs and this money is coming out now my question is is Where that is it? where's it going is that are people having to you know they're getting such a low rate on their saving and their money market funds I, I maybe they're having to it's going money into the monetary to, base to buy food i hope not um, and then what else did I have here? Um, oh the only the, the one other thing I would note on page seven, they have a chart here called "Net Percentage of Domestic Banks: Tightening Standards for Consumer Loans." That's kind of a lengthy title. yes but it uh, it's turned negative uh, about uh, four three years ago. And just to put that in perspective, same 35
1: years of data, it's never really been negative for more than a nanosecond in 35 no, years.
0: But what happened was, it, so a couple years ago when things were getting bad in terms of defaults, banks tightened their consumer uh, standards, and they they raised them by 60 percent, or 60 percent of the banks were raising them. Now we've got, uh, a, let's see, we've got about – I don't know. Maybe 20% of the banks
1: are, are actually easing. Are dropping them now. Now the thing is, though, are are they are they easing to a a very uh, productive level for 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 the economy, or are they just easing because they were so
0: crazy? That's what I think. Two I years ago, they just got so too we're really, tight. Yeah, we're just kind of going back to And that's good for normal. the economy, though. We're getting we're, things are kind of healing and mending. And, right. And things are working their way out. So, so that is uh, that's our section, paging through national economic trends, where we actually use monetary trends this week. And if
1: anyone can read the uh, the first uh, introductory remarks and explain some of these formulas to us, yeah, email us.
0: All right, everybody. Well, you've managed to uh, spend another 45 minutes listening to the Value Guys. We appreciate it. See all our caveats, pictures, bios, indices to past shows, best ideas lists, and all that at www.thevalueguys.com. Thanks for listening, and everybody, so long. Good night.